Welcome back to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here along with Michael Finke, the former Centennial and Illinois standout Grand Canyon as well. Now it's professional. Michael, back home for the summer. How are we doing? Tell me about this last year and a couple of years in a sense. You've been out of Illinois for a few years now, went to Grand Canyon after that for your grad year, graduate, then go on to play professional basketball. Where have you been around the world and how would you sum up what that experience has been like? Yeah, like you said, uh, once I left Illinois, I did my, my final year at Grand Canyon University out in Phoenix. I was able to play with my brother Tim there for a year, which was great memories, a lot of, a lot of good times out there. And then since then, I just finished up my third year playing professional basketball. Uh, in the past three years, I've been in five, yeah, five different countries and six different teams. It's it's been a, been a wild, uh, wild three years, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. What's your favorite one so far? Hmm, I think if I had to pick my favorite place would be I was in Netherlands, right outside of Amsterdam. Uh, at the time, it was with COVID, so everything was locked down, which pretty pretty much sucked. But the country was beautiful. The Excuse me. The players were cool to play with. The people were really nice, and we won a championship there. So that was that was a lot of fun to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. How have you navigated that with COVID? I, like, you probably couldn't pick a worse time to turn professional, right? right. In that sense, how has that been? Yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, in my first year, my season was cut short uh, by a few months just because of COVID and everything. And then, obviously, going into that next season, it was it was hard to find jobs. A lot of good players were out of jobs for that whole season. And luckily, I was able to find somewhere to play. Uh, and then this past year, things were starting to get back to a little bit of norm, normal normalcy. Uh, still outside the court, it was a little weird wearing masks and everything like that. But uh, for the most part, it was, it was back to normal. But, yeah, it's been a wild three years just with the COVID and all that. But it's been good. Hopefully, uh, things are starting to get back to normal here. Well, I'm sure the ball is different because it's different styles and everything else. But yeah. what's the biggest difference culturally when you go over there and you, you don't know anybody? You know, you're trying to yeah. figure out a new country – and countries plural, how have you navigated all of that into playing basketball number one and then trying to just live like a person, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily for me, I have my wife. She's out there with me everywhere we've been. So I know a lot of players that are out there by themselves that can get lonely. I mean, you're on the other side of the world, right? Uh, don't know anyone out there. You're just meeting your teammates for the first time. So a lot of players will go home and play video games, watch Netflix, and don't really experience it. And with me, what we've, me and my wife have tried to do when we first got there is, look, we're we're young, we're living in these great countries, we may have never been able to get this experience, so let's take advantage of it, right? So every year we go, wherever we're at, luckily we've been in five different countries, we've been able to really experience some really cool stuff. So just being able to, on my off days, or if I have a morning practice, and maybe a few hours here and there, we're gonna go out and maybe go to a different coffee shop, or go see some sightseeing stuff. And actually this past year we were right on the water, out in Cyprus, so right on the sea on the beach it was really nice to get away and go to coffee shops right there just go sit in the sand it, it was really cool is that hard in a sense though i mean it, it sounds fun and it is you're there to work right. right i love to travel so yeah let's go this place or whatever but you still have a job to do how have you balanced both of that because you, you want to play good ball for sure you want to be a good teammate you want to make money you want to do all these different things yeah. and then also trying to you know have some fun because hey the best way to go is to work and play right, right that's absolutely no that's i mean obviously your main priority is basketball that's why you're there that's why they're paying you to go there and uh play the game so that's obviously your number one but i think it's really healthy uh and i kind of learned this around along the years that i've been playing especially when i was here at illinois is you get so devoted to just playing basketball and your mind consumes it all and then when you leave the court it's 
oh, what did I do in practice? What did I do in that game? How bad? How good did I play? And it's just constantly on your mind. But I think a big thing that I've learned over the past few years is really stepping away from it. Once you leave the court, go find something that can control your other your other interests and just get you away from it. And luckily, I mean, like I said, I've had my wife there with me to try and take my mind off of it. But also being in different countries and just experiencing different things, I think being able to do that and just see different things, it's helped me even have a better year personally on the court. So whenever I'm getting away from it, I know it's honestly helping me if I'm going to chill at the beach or going to sit down in a cafe in Amsterdam. Like it's, it sounds really cool and it is cool, but it's, it's honestly a way for me to just sit back, relax, gather my mind. And then I can use that energy and take it forward onto the court. Is the adjustment almost harder mentally than physically? I mean, yeah, you're, I, you're trying to be a professional, yeah, right? And yeah. always you you always carried yourself very professional, even in college. But I would assume that mental aspect is is almost as challenging. Yeah, mental is everything. And I think I think, like I said, it's taken me a few years to actually learn that. From when I was in college, it's, I've done a lot of maturing uh, in that aspect. But it's all about being professional and getting your mind away from it, and really doing what you can to take care of your body uh just as you got to take care of your legs so you can go out there and play you got to take care of your mind so you can go out there and play well it's so many times throughout my career high school college pro i have a bad shooting game and i let that shooting game really get in my head and that will affect me for two three four games down the road as i go but now it's oh i have a bad shooting game okay i know i'm a great shooter i can go out there and the next game i'll drop 30 or whatever it is it's you gotta when the ball stops bouncing in that game that's it and so that's kind of the biggest thing and approach I've had with it and uh, yeah I mean I think the past few years I've really had that approach and I don't think it's a coincidence that I've had two of my best personal years as, a, as an athlete so yeah that's great how has your game changed since you've been in Illinois or Grand Canyon yeah I think my shooting is obviously that's always been my biggest thing but the past few years I've really tried to take it up to another level I've, the past year I've shot over 50% from three so that's been my biggest thing that I want to try and just keep expanding. People obviously know I'm a shooter, but just keep going to it. If I'm gonna, you're gonna hit, throw it to me. I'm gonna shoot it. So that's the thing. But I also try to expand my game a little more this year. I was playing a little bit more off the dribble. I had a lot of freedom in our offense, so I was able to handle it and go down, back down players. Uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of freedom and be able to play loose with it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And. Hopefully, I can take that in the next season and have a better year. Is the game that much different than college in terms of speed or style? Yeah, I think playing in the Big Ten, that's you're not going to find many leagues out in Europe that are as as competitive and as strong as the those top leagues like the Big Ten or ACC or whatever. When you play like Euro League, which is the highest level in Europe, that's going to be better than than these leagues. But for the most part, that's skill wise, strength wise, those are always going to be a little better. But out in Europe, the game is totally different. There's so many different rules. Like, for instance, like you can hit the ball off the rim uh, on offense or defense. You can hit it off. Uh, just little things. Like, I, it's hard to explain on a podcast, but different different things. Like, it's easier to travel out there, and I don't know, just little things that you learn as you go. But intentional fouls, or they call that a lot easier too. I don't. Just things are starting to come to my mind. But it's a, uh, it's definitely different. It takes a little bit of adjustment, but at the end of the game, it's still basketball. Yeah. What are the fans like? They're crazy. They're they're wild. It's uh, especially on these bigger clubs. They're cheering the whole game, playing drums, like playing instruments, screaming like nonsense at the opposing <laughs> team. It, it, it's wild. It's it, it's a really cool experience, and 
Uh, if anyone's ever able to go to a game or watch them on, on TV or online or whatever, it's I, I really highly recommend it. It's are you playing cool. in big venues? Like, what what are these atmospheres like? Yeah, I have uh, over the past few years. This past season, I didn't as much uh, with the team I was on. But a couple of years ago, I was on a team that played in the top league in Russia, and we were playing some of the best teams in Europe. And it's similar to, like, big-time games. It's... 13,000, 15,000 fans, like, screaming nonsense at you the whole time. And but you I can't understand it, right? No, you can't. So it doesn't yeah, even matter, right? It's, it's cool, right? It's cool. So, yeah, you just, it's just background noise. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It, it's a really cool experience for sure. What's the best food you've had or worst? Mm. Or maybe country that might pin it yeah. down better of, like, what the my best favorite, is. One of my favorite types of foods has always been Mediterranean food, like chicken, uh, euros type rice, all that. And luckily this year. Excuse me. We were in Greece and Cyprus, which is right. We were literally right on the Mediterranean Sea, and so that that food there was amazing. It was great seafood as well. So uh, we were able to eat some really good food this year. That was cool. Lamb chops, like all that. It was it was great. Have you run into like man? I can't eat that or mm. stuff that's just yeah. I'm honestly not that picky. I've, okay. I I want to try everything. Like we tried octopus this year. We had swordfish. Uh, I don't know diff- different. I don't know. It, I usually am not someone that's going to run away from it. I'm going to try it, and I really haven't been that disappointed with everywhere we've been. It's, okay. It's been nice. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like half the fun of going places and seeing sure. things as food, right? For sure. So like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, when you're out there, you might as well try different things, not just get chicken tenders and fries. Like no, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, good. if you're on the Mediterranean Sea, like, come on, dude. you got to yeah, get some good it's, seafood. It's I ain't running out there with, you know, PBJs for lunch or for something. For sure. I will say, it's too, good. it's – it's a known thing with around like American hoopers when you're overseas. Every country doesn't have any fast foods, but they have McDonald's, KFC, and a Burger King for sure. And there may be a couple others, but those three places are 10 times better than America. It's ridiculous. I never eat fast food in the States, but out there. Wait, wait. So those places taste yes, better? Way better. Like over the there? chicken and KFC, I would. I never go to KFC in America. Like, never even think about it. But, like, after a game or something out there, we just want something quick, we'll go to KFC. And the chicken is... Really? Like, it doesn't taste bad. It t- like, bad for you. It, like, you feel fine after you eat it. Like, there's no chemicals or GMOs yeah. or anything. Even McDonald's. Like, it's... It's actually, like, a legit hamburger at McDonald's? Decent. Yeah, it's... Like, it would look similar, but you don't feel like crap after it. It's Interesting. crazy. Yeah, it's... That's it's wild, crazy. man. If, if you ever happen to be in Europe, whoever's listening to this, it's... And you want to cheat me? I mean, you're probably only there for a few days, so probably wouldn't recommend it. Right? But yeah. If you have a late night or something, want, want something quick. But those are the staples. Like you just those you three, see those, those all throughout. Three, your... If you're ever gonna see fast food, it's gonna be those three. Like okay. I this year, there was like a Pizza Hut. We even had a Taco Bell in the mall, which was super random. But uh, yeah. So oh, and Subway. You'll see a Subway as well. Okay. Yeah, those four are, are them. Yeah, it's weird. That's great. That's the kind of stuff that uh, I don't know, I find fascinating. Yeah. You know. And just the the lifestyle of being a professional athlete playing mm-hmm. in not the states, yeah. right? Like we know this of what the U.S. is, right. but there's a whole world out there, yeah. right? There's a lot of different basketball leagues. Even something to the fact that I learned a few years ago, like you know, there can only be a couple of Americans on the team. Yeah, right. It's, it depends on the leagues you're in. Like, for instance, I started the year in Greece this year, and we could have every team could have six imports, meaning not Greek players on the teams. So that's actually a good amount of imports on a team but then when i finished out i finished out in cyprus and you can only have three uh, and usually it's for the most part it's usually just americans as the imports and the bigger leagues you'll find different players throughout europe or something that'll be on there but for the most part it means three americans 
or six Americans, whatever league you're in. But yeah, that means when they sign you, they're expecting you to be one of the better players. Yeah. You have a lot of responsibility. And I've even found out the hard way in my first year in Poland, I was one of the better players, one of the few imports that we could have. And I was averaging pretty good numbers, but we weren't good as a team. And when you start losing, it's they, they blame the Americans or the other imports first. Like you're, you're the ones to go. So even though I was having good numbers personally, we were losing, I was cut. So it's uh it's cutthroat, like you said. So you have to go out there and perform, but at the same time, you got to win for your club. And if you're not doing one of those, or if you're not doing either of them, you're for sure going to be gone. But it's yeah, it's a different lifestyle for sure. When you do get cut in that, obviously you're going to your agent or whatever else. But right. then you're just free to go to another team in any other country wherever you want. Yeah, you can go anywhere in the world. Uh, for some players, like if you're not playing well could be pretty tough to find a new job sure. or somewhere that's paying as much money or more money. But uh, for, like for me in that instance, I was doing pretty well, and luckily I found a better league and better money. So it ended up working pretty good for me personally, but other players may not be as, as fortunate or you could be even better. So it just it really all just depends on the situation. But you're never safe. That's, that's the biggest thing is it says. And so when you sign contracts too, they usually say guaranteed. X amount that you're going to make the whole year, but when you get cut, usually come to a quote-unquote mutual agreement with the club, and they'll sure. us, they'll usually give you like another month pay or something. But then after that, it's it's up to you for, to find what you can get. So. Interesting. And yeah. so you're just packing a bag, essentially, you and your wife. Yep. Right, Lexi. Yeah. You're just packing a bag and saying, "All right, here we go." Yeah. So that's. I mean, yeah. That's some it. people would find that terrifying. By for the way. sure. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you well, would get have, into that we too. Times two, my wife probably more than others. <laughs> this year was is kind of tough on different levels, but uh, yeah, essentially that that's what it's like. So I mean, what what we're playing for is to try and get into better leagues, and sure. hopefully down the road I can get some more stability and sign two, three year contracts, whatever that is. But uh, right now, when you're trying to make it out there in Europe, it's usually one year contracts, and every practice, every game, it's. I mean, it's not life or death, but essentially that's how you have to look at it. Is you're going out there and trying to support your family and do what you can. So you can't you can't have off days and or bad days. It's you got to turn it on all the time. Yeah, and ultimately that's up to you. No, there's no right X Y Z person at the school or university to help you with right. that. Yeah. How have you encompassed that? And like I said, we talked about being professional, but like, yeah, do you, is that tough to to think about? For sure, it's tough. And I think that's it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the mental part yeah. of it is. If you're so focused on, everyone has bad games, right? Like LeBron James has bad games. But if you're, the people that separate themselves from being average to being good to being great are the ones that can put those bad games behind them and go. And especially for an American now in Europe, where you have a bad game and like in the back of your mind starts creeping in like, crap, like I, I could be fired here soon. Like if I have a couple more of these, I'm gone. And so that's where the big part of the mentality for me is get away from basketball. Don't think about it. Don't think about what's happening control you can con control right and so control the controllables is something coach gross used to preach to us all the time and it's something that i've really carried on going forward so obviously yeah <laughs> so it's that's my favorite right gross said obviously <laughs> well obviously right right so yeah i mean that's that's what you got to do is not focus on if you're going to get cut or yeah what's happening is just keep going forward when you think back to your time in illinois now and with john gross yeah. what comes to mind it was a very fortunate time for me to be able to play in Champaign, my hometown school. My dad went there, played basketball, football. Growing up, I was an Illinois fan. Uh, I always wanted to go there as a kid. Uh, when I started getting recruited, I didn't think I was going to go there, truthfully. I was going to go to Wisconsin. 
and then Illinois. Grosser just hired. They were doing really well. They were top ten in the country. One at Gonzaga. And at the time, there was only one scholarship in my class. I was like, I'd be an idiot not to go here, right? To go play for my dream school and play in my hometown and all that. And it was great. I mean, I had a good four years there. As, as a team, obviously, we didn't do as well as we would have liked or as fans would have hoped. But some of my best friends of all time I met there. Great relationship with different coaches and all that. And I was able to represent my town and my state and everything. So really try not to take any of that for granted. And it was a good time for sure. How close were you to committing to Wisconsin? Really close. Yeah, I was. I remember they were my first high major offer when I went there. Uh, Coach Ryan offered me on campus, and I remember going into it like, if he offers me, I'm gonna commit. And then my dad was telling me like, let's not, let's not commit. Like, let's just see what happens, and maybe more offers will come. And so I didn't commit. And on my way back home, driving back from Madison, Iowa called and offered, and I was like, okay, like this, this is gonna be pretty cool. So, hey, Dad, you weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So obviously that my recruiting picked up and. Ended up coming to Illinois in December of that year, but uh, yeah, but I was, Wisconsin, I was very close. And when I was transferring my fifth year, they were they wanted me to come back on campus, but obviously I, I didn't end up doing that. But yeah, I was close for sure. I'm sure Dad would would have supported you, obviously, to go to oh, Wisconsin. Oh, no doubt, no because your dad's great. But in that sense, it's like yeah, for sure, he was just looking out for a me. A champagne kid wanting to go to Madison. Yeah, and I don't you know. e- right, and I don't even know if he was. At the time, it was so long ago. I don't even know if he was saying, like, let's wait for Illinois and see yeah, what happens. Sure. It was more of, you're going to have options. Like, you're playing really well right now. Let's, let's just see what all the Once you get is. one. Right. Then yeah, I mean, the floodgates you, open. You're around it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what. You just got to get that one. Definitely. I remember I got my first ever offer was South Dakota State in the spring AAU season of in, into my sophomore year, which is small world because the coach is there now. My yeah, Coach Nagy. Yeah, my brother's coach is at Wright State. but So I got them, and then that summer I got a couple more mid-majors, and then those just took off and got a ton. And then I got Wisconsin, and then I started hearing from all the high majors in the Midwest, it felt like. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun time for sure. The team success wasn't there, but, you know, how would you sum up what you did here, uh, you know, and the legacy you left here? Yeah, I mean, I think – I look back on it as a player. I always think about what I could have done. What if? Like, there's definitely things I wish I could have done better as a player. But I think I have no doubt that I didn't give my all when I was out there on the court, practice games, whatever it was. Like, I hope fans could remember me as a guy that played really hard and really cared for his team and uh, tried to represent the state and the school with all the honor and integrity that I had for it. And so that that's my biggest thing for it is when I left Illinois is. I wanted to be there all years. I wanted to play in my last year, but I knew personally for me that I needed to go on somewhere else and find a better fit for me in my last year. But it was that was one of the toughest decisions of my life at the time was moving on and going somewhere else. But like I said, it was a great four years, and it was a dream come true, truly, to play for him. Yeah, and you guys were close on multiple occasions there yeah. to making that tournament. For what sure. was that like? And I, I guess if there's any regret, it would I would assume be not making the tournament, yeah, right? Yeah, I and mean, obviously that was your – when you go into the season every year, your your biggest goal, especially for a team that hasn't made the tournament, is we want to make the tournament, right? And I remember Gross's last year, we were literally a shot away if Rutgers doesn't make that buzzer beater at their place to win. and uh, it, it just kills me every time. Like, there's so many games throughout the years that it's like, oh, if we could have got this one, we could have got that one. It things may have been totally different. and uh, Yeah, so obviously, unfortunately, we weren't able to make the tournament. And that's 
the biggest thing that I wanted to do for the school in this uh this town is make take them to the tournament, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But I'm glad that they're moving in the right direction now, obviously, and they're doing pretty well. Yeah, now that you see that, is there a little bit of pride in that sense to? Yeah, I mean, I'm see them turn around because you grew up for you sure. Know, I, how old were you in '05? I was oh. second, third grade, probably. Yeah. So you knew about the team, oh, for obviously. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, your dad being an alum and everything it's else. It's great. Like, I remember bringing D. Brown jerseys to school, and then I was working out with him at Elvin when I was like, <laughs> It's just, it's crazy how. Right? Yeah, and just, I can talk to him whenever, like, I have his number. Sure. And hit him up. So it's just little things like that are really cool, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity for stuff like that if I didn't go to Illinois. So being able to uh, do that was awesome. But, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the question. Sorry. Yeah, well. no, we're but, just yeah, having a conversation. Yeah, but it's. It was cool. It was good. Good What's your best growth story? You got a funny one? Because <laughs> uh, I feel like people around here still respect John Gross for what he did and the yeah. person that he was. Obviously, it didn't work out long term, and you know we could go down the list of yeah. why. You know, recruiting is certainly a part of that, and yeah. you know, getting a point guard and blah blah blah, whatever else. Yeah. The man was close, yeah. and the man was well respected, at least from the media end. Right. You know, I certainly respected John Gross yeah. for what he was able to do. It's just, you, like you said, you're one or two, you're literally one or two wins away. Right. Multi, you know, 13, 14, you know, and, and yep. a couple of years there, 17, you know, the last season, it's like you're his legit last, one one or two wins away. His last season, we went at Rutgers. We're most likely. The last in, game of the regular season. Right. Like, my, that's all it takes. Yeah. And then even if we, we lost that game, if we happen to win two more games in the tournament, then you might have still had a chance. That was yeah. the year that Michigan's plane crashed yeah. and they show up. For they that. go to the final four. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so that, that season, obviously, I, I think my sit-out year. Uh, was Which was 13-14, right? 14-15. Or 14, okay, yeah. 14, so that was, yeah. we were at Purdue and went up like 20 in the first yeah. half and ended up losing and. That if they won, we won that. We're probably in there as well. And those two years in between there, I think it was we weren't very good. We had a lot of injuries. Yeah, the the year in Springfield was really tough. Yeah, that was a that was a really tough year. And then off the court later in that year, we had a bunch of issues. So that was, yeah, that was that. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the little things here or there, and it the whole thing, the whole legacy, everything just changes. Right. Yeah, and I think people are past it now in the sense that. Illinois has been in the tournament and won the right. Big Ten title. And, you know, right. it's funny how winning changes perspective sometimes for, sure. for people. And I'm like, happy for the fans. I'm happy for the players and everyone that's yeah. able to experience it. I mean, it's, I mean, this is what I, my greatest memories of Illinois growing up are watching them in the tournament. And I think I went to, I remember when I was a kid, I went to the Illinois against Nevada first round game when they went to the Final Four. Like, I, I grew up a huge diehard Illinois fan. So that was always my goal to, be a part of a team that could take them to the tournament and obviously it wasn't wasn't the cards for me but just being able to watch them now and see that they're doing that it, it's really cool to see. yeah i'm just you know certainly glad you didn't commit to wisconsin although you <laughs> might have gone to a final four if that's yeah it. i didn't commit and then i'm two years they went to final four two years in a row so stuff you don't don't think about that it's cool things happen for a reason yeah do you still keep up with grand canyon or illinois or like for sure i, watch, I try and watch as many games as i can obviously being in europe it's a little more difficult gcu doesn't have many daytime games so i can't watch as many there but illinois had a few this year that i was able to uh like 11 noon noon game here is 7 8 p.m at home right back, yeah. back in europe so it's I'm able to watch those, obviously, so that's cool. Some some bigger games I'll record and watch it early in the next morning. I do that with my brother's games as well, being able to be able to watch those. So I try try and keep up with it. If I don't, can't watch it, I'll 
check on ESPN app in the morning, just sure. see the highlights or stats and all that. But yeah, both teams, I, I follow super close. Yeah, and your brother now, did your dad ever make it to the tournament? Oh, that was one year, right? As did a player, just one yeah. Year? He, so he his he was there one year, played like four games, got hurt and transferred to football, which right. makes a lot of sense, right? Got hurt. Did, football. <laughs> did you tell him that too? Yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. So he did that, and then I don't know if they made the tournament that year, but then a year or two later is when they were the flying yeah. line. So like that's why I always joke with been, yeah, he him about he could have been on the flying line. Sure. So I think Tim's the only one in the family that's made the NCAA yeah, tournament. He right? He's the only one. Nick, I think he made final four of his Patriot League or something. But okay. yeah. Yeah. So, so that, does Tim hold that a little bit of high regard? Sure. I mean, he, playing he, at right state, he should. He of should, course, right. right? That was it. So he's he made it this year, and that that's what like we go back to the one game, right? If I we my team at Illinois wins at Rutgers, we make it. Uh, I didn't play my my sit out year, but if we went at Purdue, I make it one of those years. At GCU, we made the championship at the WAC tournament, and we lose to New Mexico State. If I win that, we're in the tournament. That's just all three games. There's three games right there that could have been in the tournament three different years, but. Yeah, for him, he holds that. He holds that high. Okay. Yeah, hey, well, sure. you know, as a brother, I would think, heck yeah, I'm gonna yeah, that. Yeah, and that was also bit. like, I don't even know if I was jealous when it happened. I was just so excited for him just to be sure. able to experience that. And I recorded that game, and it was crazy. My brother, my other brother, Nick, uh, he had some time off at West Point, or not West Point, sorry, where he's at now in Seattle, serving. He's there for the next five years, but he had some time off and was able to come out and surprise me out in Cyprus this year. He was oh, there. nice. And okay. So he, he came out there, was there for a week, and he got there late that night, and I woke up that that morning from taking my dog out, came in, and he's sitting on my couch, which is pretty cool. And so, coincidentally, he was there, and that was the same day that my brother played in the championship at Horizon League. So we were able to watch that game together and see him make the tournament. It was pretty cool to be able to experience that with my brother and uh, see that Tim was able to go to the tournament. It was cool. Yeah, and I think that came down to the end, didn't it? I yeah, think it was the, the championship the game or the horizon. I think they won by one or two. Yeah, yeah. It was last seconds. It was cool. Really That's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets to play. Didn't they play in the playing game in Dayton? Yeah, they played Bryant. I think it was Bryant, right? Yeah, I think they, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they played them, and they had one of the top scorers in the country that he was able to guard and did a pretty good job on them. And then they played Arizona in the first round. I thought they may find a way to sneak it out, but. They, Arizona was obviously way too good. And yeah, they got they got a couple of studs. Yeah, they, they're okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, they figured it out. But it was great experience for them. And the play-in game, they were in Dayton, where right, yeah, day. right there. So I was talking the other day about it. And it the place was sold out, and yeah. had a bunch of fans bunch of right state fans. Yeah, so it was cool. Like he said, that some of his teammates at first were mad that they were playing in the play-in because they didn't know if they'd make it to the real actual tournament. Sure. Uh, but they have a bunch of fun because they got a win in the tournament and playing a bunch of great fans, and then they got to travel across the country. Yeah, didn't Diego. they go to Portland or San, San Diego? Diego? Okay, San Diego, yeah. San Diego, somewhere yeah. on the West Coast. So. Yeah, so they were able to go there and experience everything. Yeah, here San Diego is nice this time of year. It's okay. Or yeah. every yeah, I heard time it's of right. year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Hey, good stuff. I appreciate the conversation to catch up a little bit. Fun to reminisce about Illinois and certainly Centennial. Sure. And uh, it's it's been a few years, but you know what? Time flies, and, and happy to hear Michael, you're doing well, playing professionally, and uh, best of luck to you here as you get ready. Leave in August again, September? It'll probably be mid-August, early September. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going, but hopefully I'm sure. in the next month or so. Yeah, and give a plug for your uh, your writing you're doing, too, because yeah. I found that a lot of interesting just to hear about your travels and perspective. You and Malcolm, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Malcolm Hill, uh, one of my best friends. We've started a blog together. We've done it for the past few months now. Uh, dropping new blog every week. We're starting to have different people come on as well and write, but just different aspects of our lives that we've encountered from mental side of things to what we experience on the court and off the court. And uh, we usually rotate weekly on 
Who's writing it? I think it's it's my turn to write one for this coming week. But yeah, it's called thinkyandherald.com. Uh, you can check that out and subscribe to it and get a new post in your mailbox every week. Good stuff. Michael, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it.